Hi, I'm Nikki from Teaching Autism and welcome to the Autism and Special Education Community Podcast. Are you an autism or special education professional? Are you a teacher or therapist looking for support and new ideas? You may even be a parent, family member or carer. This podcast is perfect to help you find out more information, support and get some of your questions answered. Hi and welcome back to the Teaching Autism and Special Education Community Podcast. Today's episode is the second part of my Making Reading Fun series and today we are talking about my absolute favourite way to make reading fun and that is through sensory stories. I've actually spoken about sensory stories on the podcast before and if you follow me on social media you will have seen me post a few times on there as well. And of course, if you were in our monthly VIP membership, you were already getting sensory story scripts every month to use with your students. And a quick side note, if you do want to check out the VIP membership, head over to the show notes. There's a link in there where you can sign up and get a three-day free trial and you get access to all of the amazing resources that my VIP members get every month. If it's not for you, you can cancel it before that trial runs out and you won't be charged anything, so you have nothing to lose at all. Anyway, back to today's topic and today I am talking all about sensory stories. You'll learn what they are, examples of how to make one, the way that I run sensory story sessions and all the benefits you can get for your students and staff from sensory story sessions. First of all, sensory stories can be similar to what we discussed last week with the story sacks, but sensory stories differ slightly in the fact that you are going to want to focus on all of your senses throughout the story. So while you will use props to go along with the story like you would in a story sack, for a sensory story, you are also going to be focusing on making sure that you hit each of your students' senses or as many of them as possible with the items you use that go along with the story. So a sensory story session is going to consist of you choosing a story and having some items to go along with that story that will work on your students' senses. You are going to use those items throughout the story to make it more engaging and interactive. And each of those items are going to target one of your students' senses. Although we all know that some items can actually target more than one sense. So bonus points for those. So when I am making a sensory story script, I first of all start by choosing a book. The books that I choose are either linked to our current theme or topic that we are working on in the classroom or holiday themed for something that's coming up. It's really, really important to read the story first and try to brainstorm ways you can make it sensory friendly for the session. Do not just order any book. Some books are much harder to try and get creative with to make them sensory friendly, while some books make it super easy to come up with lots of different possible items you can use. So first step, find a book or two, read them and make some mental notes or even write down notes about the type of items you could use with each of those books. Don't worry about limits at this point, just list everything, because the more items you can list, the easier that book is going to be to use as part of your sensory story session. Once you can see which book is going to be best suited for the session, you can then start narrowing down the items you're going to use. 
I typically try to include at least one thing for every sense, so taste, touch, smell, hearing and looking, but of course there can be times when you want to use more than one prop for each sense, or they can be used to hit more than one sense. And I'm going to explain how I run the sessions, just to give you an idea of what the sensory story session looks like for me and my students, and I'm also going to do it with an example of a story that I use, so that you can kind of follow along with it too. So the story I chose is one that my kids love and it can be used any time of the year really and it's a pretty popular one and it's called If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. So first of all I read through the book and I make notes of things that I could use to make it a more hands-on sensory experience during story time. I also make a note of what page those items best suit and I keep this as a handy guide for when I'm completing the story. I also scan the pages of the story and then place them into a PowerPoint slideshow on the computer. In this slideshow, I then add symbol images onto every page to support students reading and understanding. This leaves me with free hands for the session. You can either click to turn to the next slide on the PowerPoint yourself, or you can have a member of staff ready with a clicker and you just give them a nod or some sort of code to switch to the next page. Now, with the guide that I briefly talked about, I have a resource list so that I can check off that I have everything I need before starting the session, and I have a walkthrough to refer to as well. This has the page number and what item I'm using. And remember, if you want copies of this, just sign up for my VIP membership. It's a three-day free trial. Won't cost you anything if you decide to cancel before the three days are up. And this walkthrough, along with so many others, are set up ready for you, along with scripts for loads of popular stories. If you have a copy of this book nearby, you can actually grab it right now if you want, because I'm going to be saying what I do on each of the pages, and then you can follow along as well. So we're using the book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. I decided to use cookies and milk for students to taste on pages two and three. Sometimes we make the cookies ourselves, other times I may purchase them in advance. For touch on page four, we pass around a cup full of straws and my students have to choose a straw each. You can also use this as an opportunity for students to describe the straw. Do they have a long straw or a short straw? What color is it? What material is it? What do you use a straw for? For page five, this time I want students to choose a napkin. Page six, I want them to work on sight, so we pass around handheld mirrors for students to look at themselves in. Again, you can expand this, you can get students to make different faces, you can get them to discuss what they can see in the mirror. There are lots of great learning opportunities when you use these sensory story sessions. For page eight, I actually gave students the chance to use a broom and sweep up the floor, and my kids loved it. Page 13 is always a big hit when we pass around pillows for students to feel. Again, you can mix this up by having different types of pillows so your students can describe them. Are they hard? Are they soft? Are they big? Are they small? And finally, for page 16, I place paper and crayons in a tray and I pass it round for students to each make marks or scribbles or doodles on the paper and then we hold it up at the end to show off everyone's group attempt of drawing together. 
The way that I like to set the sensory story session up is by using one of those three-tier rolling carts you can get from pretty much any craft store. And then I just use boxes, containers, trays, whatever I need in there to stay organized and keep the items separated just so that I can grab them really quick and easy. The most important thing is choosing the right book to use because some stories are so easy to think up sensory story scripts for while others can actually be really tough to try and use. But almost every story has great opportunities to make into a sensory experience. You don't have to include every sense in them. For example, with the story we're going on a bear hunt, I love to put together sensory trays with the items in them from the story, and then I have students walk through the different trays as if they're walking through the story. At the end, we have a bear-themed snack, like toast in the shape of a bear, or cakes made into a bear that we've made during our cookery sessions. So these sensory story sessions are honestly a great way to incorporate across different lessons with your students as well. And the last discussion point is the benefit of sensory stories. Honestly, there are so many benefits to them, I honestly don't even know where to begin. First of all, having the story scanned and up on display on the interactive whiteboard with symbol supports included is a huge help. Not only does it mean that I can interact with my students more and have my hands free, but it means everyone gets a clear view of the pages. They can see the images, the symbols help to support their understanding and link them to relevant words. Another benefit is how engaging these sessions are. For many of our students, sitting still and just listening to a story can be really hard for them. So by having physical items that target their senses, you're actually getting them more involved in the story and providing a more hands-on, real-life learning opportunity. This is perfect for getting them engaged and waiting to see what comes next. You're also providing them with new experiences. This is a perfect time to really work with your students' senses, touching new things, smelling new things, even possibly tasting new things. I tend to keep the same sensory story for around a month at a time. That gives my students a chance to become used to the items that I'm offering and hopefully to encourage them to get more adventurous with these items. For example, if we have something for students to taste, but they really, really struggle with tasting new things, that's okay. They can hold the item, they can touch it, they can smell it. I have even had students who just stick their tongue out and slightly touch the item with their tongue. And that's totally fine. We never force anything. These sessions are generally just to keep students engaged, making them more hands-on, and to provide them with these opportunities. You don't want to pressurize students to try these items you're using because that's going to make the session less enjoyable for them. Another benefit is that this session is a great time filler. The sessions are enjoyable, calming and perfect for just filling up time. We find the session very helpful to do when there are staff breaks and less staff available in the classroom because the students are so engaged in the session it's easier for us to work with them with less staff. It only needs one member of staff to lead the session and any other member of staff can support. I have even used these sensory story sessions while being observed by management and fellow co-workers and they always go down so well. Everyone always loves how engaged the students are, 
the endless learning opportunities and of course the chance to develop a love of reading and story time. You can also include your staff here more as well. Maybe you have staff who would like to run these sessions. If you have a member of staff willing to do that and the prep work, it means you can either have the chance to join in more with the session with your students or you can use this time to get work done. In the show notes, I'm going to link to a previous podcast episode where I discussed about allowing staff members to take on areas of responsibility so you can learn more about it and find out ways that will help you. And trust me, it really will be a huge help. So that is my quick overview of sensory stories as part of this Making Reading Fun podcast series. I hope you found this episode helpful today. Remember to head on over to the show notes. I'm going to share a bunch of helpful links for you. I'll also include a link for a free trial of my VIP membership. You'll get three days for free and you'll have access to all of the resources inside the membership, including a huge variety of different sensory story scripts you can use with books that you most probably already have in your classroom library. And although educators everywhere love the VIP membership and all the new resources they get every month, if you decide it's not for you, just cancel before your free trial runs out and you won't pay anything. So I hope you found today's podcast episode all about sensory stories helpful. Remember to check back next week for the next episode in my Making Reading Fun series. Thank you for listening and I'll speak to you again soon.